We're joined by Peter Lavinia as the uh, co-chair of the Green Party of, of New York State. Uh, I'll mention he's also uh, assistant professor of political science at uh, SUNY uh, Oneonta. So we thought he would be good to give sort of a green perspective on the President Biden's annual State of the Union address that's taking place on uh, February uh, 7th. Uh, certainly the expectation is, is that President Biden will talk, you know, about the war with uh, in the Ukraine and with Russia and shooting down balloons with China, offer an olive branch to the Republicans now that they have control of the House. And you expect them, I think most of the political pundits, what will he say about whether or not he's going to run for re-election? But we thought we'd be good to give some alternative viewpoints. So, Peter, the Green Party had managed to be delivering the State of the Union address um, you know, rather than the Democrats, what what are some of the key issues that the Green Party would be focusing upon? The first that we talk about is the climate crisis, and it's really you know a planetary ecological emergency. Biden wants to pat himself on the back for the Inflation Redu Reduction Act, but this is something that the Greens talked about last year. Uh, it doesn't go far enough, and it gives major concessions to oil and gas industries in terms of drilling and new leases, and doesn't really uh, prevent a lot of the environmental damage that's being done to frontline communities. We need to transition now to 100% renewable, uh, not in 15 years, not in 20 years. Um, Biden's approach is, is far too slow. Um, and so we really need to talk about climate really, really, really fast and, and, and move towards a renewable energy economy. And that's what a green president would talk about first. We'd also obviously talk about the economy. Um, we need to uh, deal with the fact that people are struggling. You know, uh, Biden's going to come out and say, oh, the economy is wonderful. And, uh, you know, unemployment's down uh, as far as it's been since uh, 1969. Uh, but people are still dealing uh, with the effects of inflation on basic goods, right? Uh, they're still dealing with struggling to get by in most areas in terms of housing costs, uh, childcare costs, healthcare costs. Um, we need a real Green New Deal uh, to put people back to work, work and to transition uh, the economy, uh, give them living wage job. We need to talk about healthcare. Biden's going to talk about uh, the COVID-19 emergency uh, going away uh, in May. Um, but what he's not going to talk about is how expensive all of those life-saving drugs and vaccines are going to be for many people afterwards, how expensive healthcare is. We saw during uh, the, the COVID crisis, which is still ongoing, that government healthcare can and does work. Um, we want single-payer universal coverage. Biden's not going to talk about that. Uh, we also want Biden to talk about gun violence. I mean, this is ongoing. He needs to declare a national emergency on that. Um, Biden needs to declare a climate emergency, right? Um, he needs to uh, move to federally, de uh, federally legalize marijuana, right? I mean, this is something people have been clamoring for as well. These are things that a, a green president would talk about. Um, same thing with education, right? We need free college education for all. Uh, get rid of that debt, not this 20000 that's being held up in the courts. Now, one of the big issues in many states, but certainly in New York, has, has been the issue of uh, housing and affordable housing. Uh, it certainly has been driving a homeless crisis, which has uh, become sort of the symbolic, at least for the Republicans, to, to really make it a crime type of issue because so many people, you know, out on the streets. What, what, what's, a, what's a green housing program? The green housing program 
is simply to, to say that, that the market is not going to take care of this, right? The market has caused this problem. We need a number of things. Um, one, I think, you know, the what's floating around in New York State, and even Governor Hochul has talked about it, is the fact that we need more housing units. And that's true. Um, but we need social housing. You know, this is something that they have in other countries, especially in Europe, um, where people of all incomes um, can actually have units in uh, public housing, right? And it can look many, many different things. It might be apartments in New York City. Um, it might be, you know, uh, single or, or dual family houses upstate. Um, but we need inexpensive uh, houses that don't have costs that, that, that rise with gentrification. We need to build them um, and, and we need to do that publicly. You know, I think that the granny flat kind of conversation that went on, uh, the accessory dwelling unit conversation, I think that's a smart conversation to have. Um, and I think that that needs to happen as well. We also need rent control um, in places like New York City where rents are just uh, you know, uh, sky high and, and skyrocketing. Um, we know that uh, you know, landlords are keeping uh, housing units off the market. Um, they have to be forced to, uh, to rent those out to people, um, especially because they're, uh, they're low cost uh, public housing or rent controlled housing units. Um, so it's, it's a multi, multi-pronged, multifaceted approach um, that brings, uh, brings the public into it and begins to democratize access to housing rather than what I think Governor Hochul and President Biden want, which is to simply kind of throw the door open to developers. Um, and, and, and that isn't going to really solve the problem that we see here in New York State. I, I know the Greens are supporting, I believe it's called the Just Cause Eviction Law, which yes. Albany, City of Albany has passed, but it's not yet been passed at the state level. But let's switch to foreign policy for just a moment. Obviously, the war in Ukraine continues. Greens are a peace party. I know in the peace community, there's differences of opinions on how to respond to the Russian invasion. But, uh, you know, looking at this proxy war with, with Russia, looking at uh, seems to be the desire to go to some type of military confrontation with, with China, shooting down their weather balloons or whatever mm-hmm. they were. What, what's the Greens peace agenda? Um, look, the Green Peace agenda hasn't changed. We are a party of peace and nonviolence, uh, and we believe in diplomacy uh, before stoking the fires of war. Um, we believe that the U.S. military budget, which is now over $800 billion, needs to be radically slashed. We need to uh, bring the troops home from, uh, from overseas uh, and redirect that money to social programs. Um, the U.S. is an imperialist country. We have military bases uh, in, uh, in, in, in every continent. Um, we have over 750 to 1,000 bases, depending how you count it overseas. You know, we are the premier threat to the world, right? You know, when it concerns Ukraine or, or China, yeah, the, the peace community can be divided. But I think what we can agree on is that um, the United States should be on the phone. President Biden should be on the phone with Vladimir Putin and talking about a peaceful solution to that conflict. We should also, uh, you know, not be stoking the fires of war there by simply pouring more and more weaponry into it. Um, we should be talking about how do we end this without more lives lost. And I think the same thing with China. You know, we are inter- intertwined with China in terms of our economy. Um, and, and we do not want China and Russia are both nuclear powers. This kind of conflict is very dangerous. Um, and, and we don't need to be playing this kind of brinksmanship game. We need diplomacy. We need to talk. We need to figure out where we can meet uh, on these issues without, without fighting and, and ramping up nationalism and military spending. So I'm going to ask you a two-part question and give you 90 seconds. One is your college professor. What are students, you know, looking for um, these days? And then second, in terms of the politics, United States Congress, very partisan 
polarization between the Democrats and Republicans as the two major corporate parties. How did the Greens think, you know, democracy and, and political parties should, you know, expand the United States? And I, you know, teach a number of students um, introductory courses in American government, and every semester. You know, students are hungry to learn about government, but uh, having conversations with them, uh, they don't feel that there's any access to it for regular people like them, or especially young people. You know, they're worried about the climate crisis. They're worried about the student debt crisis. Um, students want access to government. They want uh, a democratized access to government. They know that the government um, is dominated by corporations and by the wealthy and by older people. Um, so, so, you know, I, I think, a lot, you know, a lot of people say, oh, students are tuned out, they don't vote. I don't think that's, you know, uh, that's really true of, of what they want out of politics. They're just very disillusioned, like a lot of the rest of the country, but they want uh, a more open democracy and, they, and they're worried seconds. about the environmental problems. Um, you know, in terms of, of the government, you know, we want uh, single, we want single payer healthcare. We want, we want public uh, financing of elections. We want proportional representation. Um, this polarization is really polarization between uh, parties about how best to um, dominate and exploit American workers in the environment, um, because that's who funds the Democrats and Republicans. Um, we need more voices and choices, and, and the Greens are for expanding access and getting money out of politics. Peter Lavinia, Green Party of New York, GPNY.org, nationallygp.org. This has been Mark Dunley, who's involved the Green Party, should say, uh, for the Hudson Mohawk magazine.